Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And welcome to Old Time Radio isn't just in the past. Um, I'd love to introduce to you Melissa Hudson, who is a member of the Washington Council of the Blind and a radio enthusiast. And thank you for hosting this program today, Melissa. It's all yours. All right. Well, thank you, Cindy. And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever in this great world you may be at. <laughs> and I want to thank Byron for streaming this on ACB Radio Community, our newest channel. How, how about that? Let's hear it for us. Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and I also want to thank Miss Monica Spopa from Houston, Texas for being my co-host. Um, and uh, what an honor it is to have both of you here. So, Thanks, <laughs> So I'll just um, tell you guys a little bit about myself. You know, I did this radio call back a couple of months back and thanks to all of you you guys requested me to do this again uh but the first time that we did this i had the privilege of asking people what were your favorite who was your favorite radio hero growing up and many of you said well i liked all the old time radio like shows like jack benny the shadow the yours truly Johnny Dollar and the Lone Ranger and so many, many others. So I thought it would be fun to do a call where I'd love to find out uh, in just a minute, hang on, in just a minute, what your favorite old time radio show was when you were growing up. Now you're probably wondering how in the heck did this 37 year old woman from the South get into old time radio? Well, I can remember my mother went to a Walmart store in Colorado where I was living at the time and she bought me this cassette tape of The Shadow and it absolutely just was intriguing to me. I had never heard of this program before but my mom had and she told me all about it and she bought me this tape and I was just like my imagination just went to a whole other level and then I joined a radio club here in Seattle back in 2015 called the Radio Enthusiasts of Puget Sound and while I was a part of that organization, I met two incredible people, actually many incredible people, one being John and Larry Gassman and a gentleman named Walden Hughes. And that was a privilege, but then I had other circumstances happen in my life and I quit that club um, back in 2016. Um, but the old time radio, you know, that's what we all enjoyed listening to, whether we were young or old. And so I would love to hear from all of you on about what, who was your favorite old time radio character and or show. Now, the way we're going to do this is we're going to raise hands. And the other rule is you can only choose one memory, only one. So Cindy and or Monica, would you guys like to let people know that are listening or that are participating, how people can raise their hands, please. Yes, to raise your hand on your computer, it's Alt-Y. On your Mac, it's Option-Y. On your phone, if it has a keypad, it's Star 9. And on your app, it's in the lower right-hand corner. You'll see a More, and there's a Raised Hand feature. All right, so very well done, Monica. We do have some raised hands. Okay. So How about that? Ask and you shall receive, right? <laughs> yes. So the first person that has a raised hand is an area code of 215. Good all right, 215. Good, Good evening, evening. all. Uh, Betty Passanati from Philly. Hi, Betty. How are you? Fine. Choosing one memory is almost an impossible task. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'll tell you the one I probably like the very, very, very best. There were different ones for different times. The shadow was good on the way home in the car when you had your hot dog and you were sort of half asleep and a little chilly and and all of that. And it was and it was just a perfect atmosphere for that. But the but the show I probably liked the best was a show called Our Miss Brooks, 
with an actress. Oh, named yes. Eve. Her name was Eve Arden, and she had a great cast of characters. It was on TV for a while uh, also. She was a school teacher, and uh, she had interesting characters like Stretch Snodgrass, who later became Bone Snodgrass. And uh, oh, uh, she had a, a, a maid. I forget what her maid's name is now. Uh, Connie. No, she was. her name was Connie. I forget the maid's name. But uh, and Mr. Boynton, <laughs> Philip Boynton, whom she loved, and he hardly knew she was there. And then there was a, the mean, the slightly mean but funny Mr. Conklin, the principal, Gail Gordon, and another character named I believe his name was Dick Crenna, who played a, a, a perpetual student named Walter Denton. And they did a lot of school sports. They they weren't good at sports. They weren't good at English. They weren't good at anything. They got into crazy adventures. But it was a lot of fun. I think since I was in school at the time, it it it, it rung a bit of a bell with me. So that that's my and Armist Brooks. It was it's not exactly you don't hear it so much mentioned when people talk about old time radio. But I I enjoyed it very yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, wonderful! Great, that's a great memory, Betty. And, and mm-hmm. thank you for being on. It's good to meet you. Good to see you. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Who do we have um, next? We have Wes. Wes, you might have to unmute yourself. Okay. Anyway. Hey, Wes from Oregon. Hi. Yeah, this is Wes from Oregon, and as hi for old time radio, based by the time I came over, came along, the radios were all switching. All the radio stations had already switched to not, to playing nothing but news and music and talk shows. But from what I heard on old time radio, which access via internet recordings, XM radio. The two shows I kind of like the most, I go for the sci-fi stuff, go for the Dimension X, the X minus ones. I mean, those, I mean, I kind of into that genre most. And one of my favorite shows that seems to come up to mind, to my mind once, I know, I think it's from one of those Dimension X or X minus one franchises. And it's like the Robert E. Heinlein's The Roads Must Roll. I think that's what was a kind of cool story. <laughs> I, that one I've never heard of. That that's probably one that's not as familiar as, as some other ones. Yeah, and I really wish like Trimed would would queue on it or queue it on or something. I mean, that'd be great if they can set one of those things up. Yeah, <laughs> that would be oh, cool. Well, thank you very. Well, thank you very much for sharing. That's wonderful. Okay. Awesome. Um, great. The next person is Chris. You might Hi, have to Chris. Un- Unmute yourself, Chris. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey, I, it, it took me hey. about three tries. Okay. Chris Coulter, how are you, Chris Co- I'm fine. Thank you. I am you know, Chris Coulter from Centralia, Washington. Yes, ma'am. And actually, I am one of the many people who um, saw Johnny Dollar as kind of a hero of radio. It was really uh-huh. interesting to me because for, you know, to see the, the, difference between the television detectives and even some of the radio detectives and Johnny the Johnny Dollar character who actually acted as though he was working for his clients and he was not just being a a, swash, a swashbuckler although you could see a little bit of that in him but mm-hmm. he he really went the extra mile to help the people he was being paid to help at least that was my point and or the thing I knew about him. I was 10 years old. That's, you know, that was uh, the way I looked at it. Ah, okay. Well, you know, it's funny you should mention that because my mother had never heard of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, until she was with a, a, a man that she liked, an ex-boyfriend. I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but... Um, but, um, but they used to, he used to have XM satellite radio. And of course you can hear old time radio and she, she now loves yours truly Johnny dollar. And she had never heard of him before till she got with him. So that was pretty amazing. So Mm -hmm. thank you, Chris. I knew you'd be on. I knew I would too. (laughs) Yeah. Not knowing you. you as well as I do. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Some great memories so far, guys. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, Monica, anybody else? Yes, uh, there's Nolan. You should be unmuted. Yep, I am unmuted. Hi, uh, Nolan. Good to hear hello. your voice. Good to hear you too. I, Thank you. Uh, yes, uh, this is uh, Nolan Parrish from St. Louis of Michigan, first of all. 
one of my yes. all-time uh, radio where I used to work at over at Midwest Family Broadcasting. Oh. I remember Jason Lee from the Jason Lee show back on Rock 107 WIRX, and it was back in 2008. Ah, okay. Yes. Great. And, Yes, and it was great working with him and got interviewed by him and he asked me a couple of questions like, what do you want to do during your dream job? And I said, radio broadcasting. <laughs> wow. So your dream came true pretty much. Um. Yes, however... I'm actually looking at actually working with people with different disabilities instead and helping uh -huh. them with employment. So that'd be cool. That's an important thing. Well, yes. well, thank you very much for sharing, Nolan. And it's great to, to hear your voice back on these calls. We've missed you for a long time. So <laughs> yes, I've been doing a lot of schoolwork and stuff and good for you. Uh, yeah. And that's why I, decided to unsubscribe from the email list for a little bit so I don't get distracted from all these community event emails. <laughs> well, we're glad you're back. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Nolan. Okay. All right. Phil, you should be unmuted. Yay! Uh, Phil, there you are. Okay. Yes, I'm here. I come. Awesome. Well, hey, Phil. Yeah, I have so many wonderful old-time radio shows that I love, but there are actually, this one I'm going to talk about is one I remember as a child because I was um, I was, uh, I was was born in the early 1950s, you see, and they still had a lot of that kind of radio on the air in the 1950s and even into the early 1960s. And this, <laughs> this particular show that I really really liked. I mean, I liked so many of them, like Gunsmoke and Suspense and all that. They were still on, but this one was The Couple Next Door starring Alan Bunce and Peg Lynch. It was mm -hmm. kind of a reincarnation of the show that they did in the 1940s called The Private Lives of Ethel and Albert, and it was a daily series. At that time, the soap operas and the uh, light comedy were like uh, 15 minutes a day. And this was a light comedy about the, just the, the everyday, average everyday happenings of a of a couple with a, a couple of children, and just all kinds of little things in lives that happen to people. I know one of the uh, of one uh, thing that lasted for a long time in the series was them building a new house and just all the trouble they ran into with, it, with building a new house. And when they finished building it, <laughs> we're never going to do this again. <laughs> you know, it's good. But it was, a, it was a great show. It was one of my favorites. And, uh, and uh, there you have it. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That sounds like a humorous show. <laughs> yeah. Just hearing you talk it's about really it is... <laughs> Hearing you talk about it is giving me chills right now. How about you, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I, I love. I just love hearing his excitement. I know. I know. It's so contagious. It, it is, is so contagious. That is awesome. Thank you, Phil. Okay. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> okay, so there's a person that has a 709 area code. You should be unmuted. I don't know how I got a 709 area code, but there it hey, is. Hey, it's Randy Clausen. <laughs> Yes, it is. Hey, Randy, good to hear your voice. And I just want to introduce people to you really quick. Randy is a board member of the Radio Enthusiasts of Puget Sound here in Seattle, and he's also an actor. He plays Mr. Announcer Man because he has that voice. So, Randy, go ahead, sir. It's great to have you with us. <laughs> well, I don't know how much time you want to give me here. This seems to be a one-memory kind of roundtable. So do you want me to just right? limit it? Sure. Um, okay, what, what, if you were to narrow it down to one, what is your absolute favorite that you just cannot live without? <laughs> well, from memories, it's not a memory of um, the particular radio show as much as it is a situation I was in. Okay, all right. Okay. First, a, just a little background, if you don't mind. Um, yes. When I was growing up in the early 50s, I was born in 1949. I had no idea about radio because the first 
the first thing I can remember about for electronic entertainment was television. And mm -hmm. in, on television, they had programs that were that were old radio programs, radio stars and, and things that were translated into television, like Burns and Allen and Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, some of the Westerns and things. So I grew up in the late 50s and early 60s, actually enjoying those shows regularly without knowing that they had any antecedents in radio. And then when I um, got older, joined the Navy, I encountered Armed Forces Radio and Television Network um, in, the, in the late 60s and early 70s. I was stationed in Japan and that was our entertainment. Um, and every night they had a hour or two of old radio. And so I really got introduced to the originals of Jack Benny and The Shadow and mm. Doubt and all of the other wonderful things. But um, my specific memory is comes years later when I was uh, out of the Navy and we had some good friends of ours who, we all had uh, children. This other couple had two young children. Uh, Yuki and I, my wife and I had two young children and they invited the other children, the, the, the families to go on a camping trip um, just a, a few miles east of here. And so on a Friday night, we, we drove out and pitched camp. I had to come back to town and couldn't stay with the camp because I had a job to do. But then on Sunday mm -hmm. morning, I drove, I drove back out to them to pick up the, the wife and our two children. And it turns out the other two children rode in the car with us. So there, there they all were in the back seat. Wife was driving because I was sleepy because it was a night job from the night before. And I put on a tape of probably one of the scariest and most effective horror shows on radio that, that I've ever heard. It's called Three Skeleton Key, about two guys <laughs> who are, or three people who are in a, in a lighthouse on a remote coast in South America. And a ship came and crashed on the rocks and it was full of thousands of rats. And mm. these, these rats were hungry and they came swarming up the lighthouse on the outside and the three men were trapped inside. They were gnawing through the wood and getting closer and closer. But I put on that tape and then I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, when I woke up, was I ever chewed out by my wife? <laughs> the kids wow. loved it. were in the back seat screaming at every surprise and they, they just loved it. But my wife... <laughs> off the road a couple of times she said oh <laughs> that is a, hilarious <laughs> that's an example of how effective radio still can be well, absolutely and, and and by the way uh, by the way randy thank you for your service to our country amen and amen, amen. That's right. oh well my pleasure <laughs> All right, and stay on, hopefully, because I want to do something else with you in just a minute. So thank you, Randy, and thank you for coming on. <laughs> All right. Okay. I invited him, Monica. <laughs> Great. That's what I thought. Um, yeah. All right. So there's one. Does someone person. else? Does somebody else want to yes. follow that? <laughs> yes. There's. There's a person with a phone number ending in one zero six zero. All oh, right. That's, that's me. Can you say Hi, my name is, my name is uh, Joan Leonard, but I prefer to be called Joni. And, Hi, uh, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet everybody that's here. Um, I think I'm a little bit older than most of you. I was born in 1939, mm. so I'm 80. And Yay. thank you. Uh, and I was a preemie and stayed in the hospital for three months. And when my folks brought me home, they said I was crying. I wouldn't stop crying. And they happened to put on the radio. In those days, they had these big console radios, and generally there was one in every home. 
I mean, they didn't have portables or anything like that. And they said, as soon as they put the radio on, I stopped crying and started listening. Mm-hmm. And I, at that point, of course, it was new time radio. It was the way radio was. And I listened constantly. I listened mm-hmm. to anything that I could. I can remember lying in my crib and the president of the United States speaking and everybody was clapping. I didn't know why, but I clapped too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I remember saying to myself, I don't know why I'm clapping, but everybody else is doing it, so I guess you're supposed to. Uh, I consider, still consider myself an old-time radio junkie. I love it. I listen Yay. to it all the time. I'm in a... Um, long-term care nursing home, um, unfortunately. Uh, but the, mm. the good things are that I have my A-lady. Should I dare to yes. say her name? No, no, no. To keep it like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've got one next and, to me. <laughs> She's absolutely wonderful. There are so many places you can go for old-time radio. And yes. I'm sorry to take up so much time, but I thought you might, you guys might be interested in the fact that I, how much I love it. Now, I had so many favorites. I just listened, you know, unfortunately in my life, I had to go to school and that interrupted my OTR, my radio listening. And I would try to, mm-hmm. uh, I went to public school. And I tried to figure out ways that I could stay home. Suddenly I would have a bad stomach ache or something. And my mom didn't really like that because I was supposed to be getting an education. But I think I got more of an education from listening to my soap operas and everything. <laughs> wow. It's, it's great well, to meet you, Joni. It's to meet you. God God bless you, ma'am. What a tremendous inspiration you are. You you almost made me cry. <laughs> God oh, bless you, ma'am. Goodness. Well, what's my favorite? You know, I don't know. Except that I would get crushes when I was a teenager, a little bit before that, I would have crushes on some of the radio actors. And um, three <laughs> particularly, Ivan Curry, who played Bobby Benson in the Beep yes. Writers. And I got to meet Ivan at an, uh, oh. a radio convention. And I got to tell him what a crush I had on him. And he, he is just such a wonderful person. He, he just was so sweet to me. And, wow. oh, I was just so thrilled. I have been fortunate in that I have met many radio actors and actresses. Well, we're supposed to say actors for everyone now. But um, right. um, Lamont Johnson played many different parts. And he played Tarzan, Lord of the Jungle. And I had such a mad crush on him. Oh, everything. Uh, and they Joni, wouldn't tell you his oh, name. Oh, oh, well, 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 we're going to have to move on, but give it yeah, like, Joni, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. okay. We have a Just couple tell more me to shut up questions. Of course. Well, I'm sorry. Well, God bless you, ma'am. Well, God bless you. And thank you for being on. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thanks for letting me speak. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Wow. You okay, know, I, I just got to tell. Oh, oh go ahead, Melissa. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to mention that um, I have met Ivan Curry myself because um, the radio enthusiasts every year, we have a showcase of the, of um, it's an old time radio convention where we have all of the actors from old time radio and TV's past that are still alive today. Many of them are in their 80s and 70s and whatever, but I met Ivan when I went to my first showcase and he was a delightful 
funny young man and still acts really, really good to this very day. So thank you for sharing that. And who is the next person? I'm sorry. Uh, Wesley. Wesley. Uh, Hi, Wesley. As I say again, I was born like the mid-1960s. And by the time I, I was growing up enough to really understand the little magic talking music box and, you know, and enjoy it, all the radio stations that switched to doing just music and news. But my dad, he grew up in like the 1930s. And he used to tell me about the, the shows he used to listen to on the radio and how he had that instead of TV because it wasn't invented yet. He talked about the Lone Ranger, you know, stuff like that. How, you know, how he used to listen on, on his radio when he was a kid or, you know, on his family's radio when he was a kid. And I also like to mention, I like to see how there are certain <clears throat> radio dramas are starting to be recreated today, such as like the Radio Drama Revival podcast, the Imagination Theater. You know, yes, with the I'm going to get there. And, you know, <laughs> and stuff. I mean, those are cool. You can access those on XM or online on the internet now. And the yeah. internet has really opened it up for some of us, you know, youngsters where we can start to tap in on these old radio shows. And by the way, the guy I was talking earlier before, I think I remember hearing that one radio show about the rat infested ship attacking the lighthouse, that it was like, a, that was a spine chilling scary one. So I think I heard that on X. Well, 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 thank you very much for sharing once again. And, and I am going to get to talking about contemporary radio theater in just a moment as soon as uh, as soon as soon uh, there's no more hands. Um, are there more there's, hands? Uh, yes, yes, there's one more. I, okay. It's, uh, it's Bi Byron. It's me. Oh, hey, Byron. <laughs> hey, Byron. Nice hey. to meet you. Hi. Well, I, I was listening to that lady talking about, and I, I the name escapes my memory now but she was talking about staying home and listening to the radio and getting in trouble yes. so i <laughs> i was definitely one of those people that i cannot sleep at night unless there's something something to listen to a book a podcast old time radio yep. talk radio whatever Me too. so i would, I would um <laughs> i would devise ways to get more radios um because my father would come in and say you need to get a good night's sleep and he would take the radio away and so i got into the habit of just buying radios at garage sales and hiding them throughout my room and he would come in maybe once every week or once twice every week or so flip on the light catch me with a radio and take it and i would just pull another one out so by the time i got to high school and graduated and everything um i looked in his closet and there must have been at least 50 radios in there oh wow <laughs> yeah that's wow. a lot of radios yep a lot of radios yeah. yep so to answer your question, my favorite old time radio, um, the first one I ever heard was an episode of Superman that my dad had on vinyl. See, it's all his fault. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> it all has to do with the dad, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was an episode. I don't know the name of it, but it was an episode where they had a device that was able to record. It was able to tune in audio that had been spoken in the past so so voice waves you know they they never really die they just kind of keep radiating outward and so this device supposedly could like play back audio spoken in the past and so some criminals stole it to you know blackmail people or whatever and superman of course had to save the day and that was a really intriguing episode because i love you know sci-fi and superhero stuff and all that so sure yeah. sure great well uh, that kind of sounds scary to me, actually. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think I heard in the interview once, Byron, you were talking with, I think it was Debbie, and um, she, you said something about that radio has always been in your life, and that's why you're with ACB Radio now. Yep, yep. I love radio. I love wow. editing audio and all that fun stuff. And I'm excited to hear about the contemporary radio theater because I'm a huge fan of things yes. like Twilight Zone and all that stuff. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome, excellent. Thank you, Byron. And thank you for streaming this on our newest channel. ACB Radio Community. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I I try to listen to it as much as I can ever since it started. So so thank well, you. Um, Wes, we're not gonna take we're not gonna take another question right now, Wes, and let Melissa continue on because I was already been on a couple comment. of times. Yeah. I was gonna comment. Um yeah, Byron, thanks for sharing. Uh, 
I also was going to let you know, Melissa, you have about 25 minutes left. So I want you to be able okay. to talk about imagine, Imagination Theater. But I also wanted to say, in yes. case anyone doesn't know, ACB Radio does have old-time radio on their Treasure Trove stream. And yes. to, get it, to get it on your A-Lady, I believe you would say open ACB Radio Treasures with an S at the end. Correct. Yes, that is correct. And it's, and actually, I was listening to it the other day, and it sounds really, it sounds, it's in stereo. It sounds like it was all recorded today, uh, but without a lot of the, without a lot of like the static and all the stuff that you've heard, you know, way back when. But it sounds fantastic. Isn't that and awesome? I want to personally, it is. And I want to personally thank, if they're listening right now, I hope they are because they're friends of mine and they better. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to thank John and Larry Gassman for uh, getting the archives um, headed up on that stream because they're they're huge old time radio fans. In fact, they've got a great radio show that they do on another station. And um, I met them at my first showcase in 2015. So um, they're wonderful people. They're fabulous people. Okay. Um, and thank That's you, it. Monica, for letting us know about that. No, no, no other hand? No other hands, lady. Okay. <laughs> Cindy, do, I, was, I don't want to leave you out. Do you want to share anything? I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am not, I'm not huge on all-time radio. I've listened to some, but I wouldn't even know where to begin. Um, I, I see. I, yeah. So, I mean, I remember um, George Burns. I believe that he started in all time time radio and I can remember listening to some of his stuff, but yeah, I'm not a big, I'm not a big uh, all time radio. I'm just here to support you, Melissa. Oh, of course. <laughs> Cindy is always my guide. Aww. Everyone needs her as their guide. Aww. Yes. I'm here for you. Whoever you are, I'm here for you. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. So I'm going to switch gears just slightly and talk about something that I just absolutely love. And I'm going to pay tribute to somebody very special, good friend of mine. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm getting a little emotional here. But um, many of you may or may not know that here in Seattle, Washington, where I live, um, we have a wonderful contemporary radio theater program that is broadcast live on AM 880 KIXI here in Seattle locally, but it's also on XM Satellite Radio. Um, you can hear reruns now because I don't believe they do the live stuff anymore. It went local many years ago. But an iconic legend here in Seattle named Jim French. Um, he started Jim French's Imagination Theater. I don't know what year it was. Um, but basically it's the contemporary side of radio theater and they have all kinds of characters such as Harry Nile, who is a Seattle private detective that's played by my good friend, Larry Albert. Um, it was played by Phil Harper. And then when Phil passed away, Larry took over that role and has done a phenomenal job. And, um, they have, uh, the further adventures of Sherlock Holmes, which is always wonderful. They have the Hillary Kane mysteries. They have, um, all, I can't remember the other characters, um, but um, I actually had the pleasure of meeting Jim on many occasions because four times a year, or maybe it's six times a year now, um, they do the, the actors do all of these shows live at the Kirkland Performance Center in Kirkland, Washington, which is on the east side of Seattle. And it's a wonderful venue to have this kind of thing because the acoustics are fantastic. And basically what you hear, and if you could see what you see when you go there is they read off of their scripts like they did back in the old days. And they say their lines through these microphones and they have live sound effects people that actually do the live sound effects for, uh, for those shows. So you might hear a door opening and closing, or you might hear um, a door slamming, or you might hear the sound of like, glasses or plates to represent maybe that someone's eating dinner. Um, and, and these are all real sound effects that are really cool. There's even been a gunshot or two when I've seen these shows live. Oh. 
but I used to go, yeah, not real guns. Okay, guys. <laughs> um, but I have, um, for many years, I had the pleasure of going and seeing these performances in person. And I was there when Jim French had his 1000th episode of Imagination Theater. They had 11 actors up on stage and they did um, like a whole random kind of a show that Jim had written specifically for that occasion. But it was amazing. It was a sold out crowd. And um, I was actually going to perform in an Imagination Theater show, um, but that unfortunately did not happen. Um, but it's that that it's still in my heart. And unfortunately, Jim French passed away in December of 2018. His wife passed away shortly before him. But Jim, I believe, was 89 years old. But I'll tell you guys, he had a huge passion for the blind and the visually impaired. Uh, in fact, I was not here in Washington when this happened, but I know Chris Coulter is going to remember this. Uh, he came to our convention and spoke um, at the luncheon about Imagination Theater, and the whole the ballroom was packed, from what I understand. So, um, go, go ahead with does, Monica. Were you gonna... Yes, Chris actually does have her hand raised. Okay, Chris, so why don't gonna, you gonna... why don't you give us why don't you give us uh, something good about that luncheon? Because like I said, I was not here. So um, you want to speak about that? Sure, sure. Um, yes, this that was a, a really, a really lively, wonderful um, luncheon. And actually, um, Larry Albert was with Jim that year. It was uh, mm -hmm. 2016, I think. Yeah. 2015. 2015. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, Jim was not yeah. there. Jim was yeah. not there. Larry came. Larry came. Yeah. And, yes. but, but he really, he really was, I thought so not so much just enthusiastic, but loving, you know, just yes. in talking about radio, he was loving. He was, it was just wonderful. Awesome. Absolutely. And e even when he was like 80 something years old, he still had a beautiful voice. I mean, obviously the speech was, was, you know, not too terribly good, but the voice was still there. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and oh, one oh. thing, I, and another thing I remember about Jim French, and this was so touching. Um, he found out somehow that it was my birthday one year. And after a performance, I introduced Jim to another friend of mine that came for the first time to an imagination theater broadcast uh, live. And just out of the blue, he just sang happy birthday to me and it was so yeah. touching. It was so touching. Did you um, send us an email link to that? I seem to remember hearing it and I was not there. Uh, I think you sent an email link or uh, uh, something uh, about, uh, about uh, where he sang happy birthday to you. You saw part of no, the play. I, I, no, I, I did not. No, uh -uh. no. Okay. So I, I didn't record it, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. but that's just, that's something that will always be near and dear to my heart. Um, he just had this beautiful speaking and singing voice. Yes. So yeah. I Melissa, sure do miss thanks, Jim Chris. French. If I yeah. could chime in, um, I just went yeah. online and looked things up. And the first uh, episode of Imagination Theater aired on March 17th. 1996 so there you are oh wow thank you you're welcome that is awesome um that that is correct i knew it was in march i just didn't know an exact date um but it's still going on today although i have not listened to it since jim passed because um i don't know i heard it's not the same anymore but you know <laughs> and that they've had as you know like everything else going on today they've had to cancel the live performances for the rest of this year um so that was that's pretty sad but um and larry albert and i are still friends we're friends on facebook and and the whole thing and, and he is a member of another organization that i'll talk about um so let's see Melissa, uh, yes i wanted to let you know that you have about 15 minutes left there are okay three hands raised but i know you wanted to talk to Rand, um, with randy so yeah, i'm not Rand, sure what you'd like to do next um let's see um i'm gonna i'm asking i'm gonna ask monica is walden hughes um with us i know he was gonna join us because I, I invited him i don't see his name but there's phone numbers that don't have i don't think he's here any longer okay, okay. Uh, but you have betty 
Byron and Phil that all have their hands. I know that. Thank, yeah. Thanks for thanks for letting yeah. me know. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Um, okay then. Uh, goodness. And you said we have what? Fifteen minutes. Uh huh. Okay, we'll take one more person, and then Randy Clawson, if you could please raise your hand. Um, I've got something I'd love for you to talk about. Um, okay. So who would you like? You like Betty, Phil. Who was the it's other person? I'm sorry. Benny or Phil? Uh, uh why don't we do Phil? Okay, because there he I just am. Sounds so good. There you All are, right, sir. Phil. You've got a few minutes, so okay. don't take up too much time. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll try not to. Um, you know, really, there is an interest today in uh, contemporary radio theater, and um, also um many many cities across the country have radio theater companies and they do mm -hmm. um, radio performances for uh, radio stations uh, uh, also and I found this out from a book that I read about old time radio there is a an organization called the Society to Preserve and Encourage Radio Drama Variety and Comedy and uh -huh. um, yeah and they uh have articles uh about old time radio they have a website and they have articles about old time radio and uh so so really is as i mean today's radio the state of today's radio being what it is i mean the commercial radio and all that ignores this kind of thing that there's a huge interest in it and um, so I'm just, I'm just thrilled to death that people still have that interest in it. Absolutely. And by the way, I think I know what that organization you're talking about is it's called Spurred Back. Right. That's the acronym. Yeah. And I really wish Walden was on this call because darn it, he is actually a, he's the chairperson for the, their I, I am convention. here. Oh, Walden, okay. hi. Okay, Walden, thank you so much for being here. Would you, um, First of all, talk about Spurred Back since Phil mentioned it. And then, Weldon, I would love for you to share, if you can, a little bit about Yesterday USA. So go sure. for it, sir. Uh, How are you? Good. I'm on the board of directors of Spurred Back. Um, I'm generally the, the go-to guy to produce. I have produced 33 of the major events here on the West Coast, a lot of the reps and a lot of the uh, Spurred Back conventions over the years since two, you know, a long time. Uh, you know, yeah, we still have over 500 members. Uh, we've honored mm. over 474 people who worked in the golden days of radio, like Art Linkletter, Norman Corwin, and many people have come and spoke. We put on the recreations we still do with the performers that still do it down here. And we have recorded and preserved a lot of uh, memories, and we're also the home the masters of many of the masters at like the Low Rangers and Lux Radio Theaters. We have over 20,000 of the original master disc. Uh, so we're pretty active. Wow. Uh, um, and Yesterday USA, I'm the executive producer of that network. It's been around since 1983 uh, on 24 hours a day. And we're moving it to California. Uh, a lot of us have our own studio in our, own, in our own house. I'm one of them, John Larry Gassman, another. And Yay. I generally uh, do a lot of interviews. I host a lot of uh, people who work in the golden days of radio, TV, or film. Tomorrow afternoon, 6 o'clock Eastern live, I will have Dave Parker, who is one of the last surviving cast members of the Low Ranger radio show from the 1940s. And he wrote wow. his PhD. He wrote his PhD on the Lone Ranger when he was getting a PhD in the mid-50s. So uh, I'm, I'm always looking for family members. Um, I'm in a negotiation with Don McNeil's son to have him on the show for the Breakfast Club and Dennis Day's daughter. So I'm always looking for people to, to reminisce about their, their mom or their dad or even the performance today. And Walden, would you tell people how they can listen to Yesterday USA? Uh, you can you can go to the A lady and and say play yesterday USA Radio Red or yesterday USA Radio Blue or at yesterdayusa.com. 
And that's USA with no capitals, correct? You got it. Uh-huh. All lowercase. Fantastic. And, and, and how long have you been, been doing that for? 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. Wow. I've, I've, I've interviewed over 2,000 people. Uh, wow. One of my favorite stories I can share. Uh, I knew Margaret Truman did radio, Harry Truman's daughter. So I wrote her a letter. She called me. She said, I'd be happy to come on the show. And I think what intrigued her, she forgot she did a radio show with Jimmy Stewart. And so huh. uh, we, we reminisced about her days in radio. She talked about you know, Mike Wallace had a show together in the mid-50s. And Mike was known to have a hot temper. And one time <laughs> the engineer screwed up and he was about ready to go uh, to the mountain, got out and so Margaret grabbed his jacket and pulled him back in the chair to try to cool him off. So just fun stories like that. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you for being on here, Walden. And by no the way, problem. Walden is Walden is a member of the blindness community. So there you go. <laughs> okay, Monica, did you right, want to Melissa, say something? Yeah, you have about five minutes left, and I know Randy has his hand raised. Okay. Uh, let me let me know when you're there, Randy. Well, I say I'm unmute, unmuted now, but my wife would prefer that I wasn't. Anyway, that's all right. <laughs> So, um, so Randy is on the board of an organization here in Seattle called the Radio Enthusiasts of Puget Sound, otherwise known to many of us as REPS. So, Randy, I would love for you, we've got five minutes, just briefly share how you got involved with REPS and what the heck is a REPS anyway? <laughs> REPS is Radio Enthusiasts of Puget Sound, and it um, is just a, a kind of fortunate acronym that it forms. Um, I've already told you the story um, in large part of how I got involved in old time radio, just listening to armed forces radio when I was stationed in Japan. Um, I think I may have exposed myself to those radio shows more than a lot of people did because I worked as a photographer in the Navy. And mm -hmm. back in the days, well, I think a lot of the folks here in the group can remember those days when Photography involved shooting pictures on film, and then you didn't see what you had yet. You had to have the film go to uh, be processed and then printed, so you had a, a solid picture in your hand. So a lot of my time in the Navy was spent in dark rooms, developing film, and then printing. And it was, um, it was pretty much a solo operation in there. And so I would spend maybe a, a few hours every day in a dark room by myself, processing film and printing pictures. And mm. so I had, a, I had a radio and a cassette player back in those days, a cassette player. And I would have my old time radio shows on and my old movies and my old uh, music. And that's when I got acquainted with a lot of the, um, a lot of the old radio shows and the old radio actors and actresses that I would, had recorded off of the radio. And that's the, that was the basis of my own collection. And that's how I got started. I, I um, kept doing that all through my time in the Navy. And even out of the Navy, I would look for radio stations that played the old radio programs and I would record them. And so my collection grew and grew and grew. And then one day in, uh, I think it was 2007 or 2008, I saw an advertisement about what looked like a old radio convention and it was the rep showcase. Yes. And so through the showcase, I found out about it and I joined reps in 2008. Wow. And for people, and just a very short little, I mean, what exactly is the mission of reps? What is the mission of reps? Well, uh -huh. the mission is, um, to paraphrase, is to celebrate and preserve and study the, the culture and the, the art of old-time radio programs. There's different kinds of ways of, of enjoying old-time radio. There is a group, there are several groups, that enjoy the technology. The old radios, the first radios that were built in the 20s and 30s, that had the huge tubes, um, you know, the, the condensers and all that, all the equipment that made radio possible until modern technology came around, especially during and after World War II, where things had to become miniaturized and more transportable. 
And so radios were, were transformed into from these huge cabinets that were actually a massive piece of furniture in the living room to small boxes that you can carry around almost in your pocket. Um, that's, there's that kind of club. But, but our club deals with the productions, the, the radio programs, the Jack Benny's and the Thibur McGee and the, and the Great Gildersleeve, Gunsmoke, all of these wonderful shows. For the past several years, I've been, as well as the secretary of reps, I've been the uh, keeper of the library. Reps, yes. reps maintains a library of about, it's up to a, about 6,000 CDs now. And CDs, unfortunately, are now becoming an older technology. But um, that's what our shows are recorded on at the moment. So 6,000 CDs that hold maybe 12 to 20,000 prog uh, programs, radio programs. And these are available to check out to reps members. And the thing is that uh, we have to charge a fee for the handling because we have to pay for packaging. We have to pay for the CDs originally. And we have to pay for the postage to get the CDs to the customer and then back again. And so if you wanted to um, rent a CD from us, it would be $6 for 10 CDs or $12 for 20. Now, and reps does and reps does have a wet we got just a few minutes reps does have a website and it's reps online all one word rep as in Paul s as in Sam online.org that's exactly right and, and Randy is a darn and, and Randy is a darn good actor let's just put it that way <laughs> <laughs> yes Monica Melissa, I want to tell you, you know, there's just a, like one or two minutes left and Byron has a question or a okay Hi. Okay, Byron. Hey there. Um, so I just wanted to quickly. Byron, you might have to unmute. Um, when... and then I'll make oh, a final yep. comment. Here we are. Okay, sorry about that. Um, can you hear me now? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh man. Oh yeah. I can't believe the audio guy, you know, had to be told he was muted. Oh man. Um, <laughs> geez. Well, I just wanted to quickly say it was cool to hear about Walden and uh, yesterday USA because I used to listen on satellite um, in the nineties and two thousands. Um, I don't know if they're still on satellite, but you used to have to have a big satellite dish to listen to yesterday USA. And so um, when I lived with my friends, Tom and Daryl, I used to listen on C band and the other thing I wanted to mention to you quickly was Mutual Audio Drama Radio Network is a podcast run by Jack Ward. Um, he used to have a show called Sonic <coughs> Society, and they feature on this podcast every day uh, new audio drama, and each day they have a different genre. So I think Wednesdays are Wednesday Wonders, so that'll be tomorrow. If you like sci-fi, subscribe to that podcast, and you'll hear uh, new science fiction audio drama. Wonderful. Thank you, Byron. And yeah, thank you very welcome. much again for streaming on ACB Radio. I want to thank Monica for hosting. She did an awesome job. Yay. It was a pleasure. And I want to, I want to thank Cindy for co-hosting. She always does a great job. And thank you to Walden and Randy, my wonderful friends that I personally invited. And thank you for coming and talking about your memories and your radio uh, respective uh, organizations. And the final comment I want to make to everybody is, you all have an, we all have an imagination. We all have the time and we all have the spirit of radio still within us. So God bless each and every one of you. Thank you very much for being here.